0: What's up, Nana Nation, and lovers of your Toronto Maple Leafs? What's up, everybody? This is Anthony Alhappy, recording live and direct at the Billy Shears Podcast Studio in lovely Milton, Ontario. I'm joined via technology with my man from Leafsville, Mr. Ball Walker. We cracked down on the last little bit of the Leafs, the stoppage, who's hot, who's not, and what else is going on with the Toronto Maple Leafs. This was a real fun one. It's a long one. Strap in. This is going to be a good one. What's up, Nine Nation and lovers of your Toronto Maple Leafs? I'm Anthony Jefe, joined by Ball Walker. Ball Walker, what's up, baby?
1: Mm, as I'm taking a drink, what's up, baby? I'm good. Here to talk uh, Leafs and glad to be back after a little hiatus.
0: Yeah, man, glad to have you. You know, we yeah. had uh, we had Dave holding down the fort, and I thought he did an admirable job, but oh, he yeah, is no episode. Ball Walker.
1: Well, I appreciate that. No, you guys held it down for sure. It was great to uh, at least take a month to listen to while all the uh, tech and health bullshit went on. But if we're good <laughs> now. Let's fucking talk about the leaves.
0: Let's fucking get it. Let me just get my koozie all sorted out here, and uh, here we go. Let's ah, just... oh, yeah. Oh, Need one, one of those.
1: Yes, yes. Even though I can't hmm. see it, I know the amount that you. It's, it's a lot.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, dude,
0: how did you know? <laughs>
1: I just had a feeling. <laughs>
0: All right, but I mean, like, like, like we said, like you missed last, last edition, unfortunately, but we got a lot of leaf stuff to catch up. It's yeah. been really weird since December for the leaves, uh, yeah. COVID league kind of shutting down for uh, a week, no Olympics. Like this is, it's a, it's another wacky year. Um, but we can't, we can't just put things on it being a wacky year for us not to get on the case of the Charmway police. So with that being said, How did the break affect you?
1: I don't know about you, man, but it it totally threw off my... I'm not going to lie to everyone and say I don't know the Leafs schedule. And I'm not tuning in for every game because I wouldn't be doing a Leafs podcast if that was the truth. But legit, th- it, it, it's honestly like I, I don't know. Like I, I'm at work and I'm not really. It's it's just the Leafs game's on. Tonight. I talk to my two buddies at work and we're like talking a bit about the Leafs, but then we're focused on like playoff, you know, from football or whatever. And it's just like, oh yeah, Leafs playing tonight. It, it was kind of a uh, kind of threw me off a bit. Just like threw I, I, off the team.
0: Yeah, I, totally. I mean, I, I had a real hard time with, because I had some time off too, right? So it's like, yeah. I'm I'm gearing up for my Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday night game. There's no game. And it just, it, it really bothered, like it, cause I, that time that I would enjoy, you know, to my, having time to myself and just watching the game and they were on a little bit of street of a streak going into it. And then just kind of like abruptly ended and you know, like, there's a Marner injury and the Muzzin thing and. Yeah, 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 you're you're
1: hitting it on the head, exactly. It's like we were on such a hot streak before. The team was playing exceptionally well. Like, our power play penalty kill numbers are still great because of it. Um, And then you just knew, typical Leaf fashion, and not not to curse us or anything, but as a fan, you kind of know. You're like... Yeah, great. They're going to have a bunch of time off. Come back. There's injury issues, like you're saying, concussion for Muzzin. What Marner went through. Then, COVID. Guys are staying in the states, staying in Canada, and it just kind of all hit. And you try not to use it as an excuse because, like my dad always said, every team's been affected by that, but some teams are just hit harder. And and the Leafs were, you know sick at different periods it seemed like like it seemed like one week was a group of like seven guys the next week so everybody kind of had different levels coming back but you know there's a few bright spots like marner's looked good the last few games but yeah it's yeah uh, it's been a little it's it's been a little rough but i mean truthfully our last 10 games probably were six three and one so it's not bad it's been tough
0: <laughs> yeah, when you, when you look at it like that, it's, it's much better, but we're, we are pulling from like a hot streak to like really what's happening right now, which is like the leafs of old, which yes, is. Yeah give up the game in the, in the second half. And I mean, start off the last couple of games, you've been netting a couple of goals early in the game, which they, they weren't doing before, but still winning the game. Now, you know, it, it's, it seems like they're getting a couple of goals early or, or quickly. And then they're, they're slowly giving up the game. And that Ranger game, like the Rangers are a good team. Don't take anything away from the Rangers. They got a real hot goalie and they got a team that it, the chemistry is starting to look like it's there after about three years of trying to figure it out. And the, the Leafs just let them back in the game. And when you get a, let a guy like Ryan Reeves, who's not known for a scoring ability, to net two goals against you, and you're supposed to have a Vesna caliber goalie and Jack Campbell, and that's not happening, that is really disheartening. Now, all guys get hot. Every guy in the league gets hot at some point. So it could have just been Ryan Reeves' game of the year, and of course, it happen against the Leafs. But, of course, but it just kind of it kind of irks me a little bit that why like how how like how do we have such a turnaround good teams cool down but pick back up and then teams like the trauma beliefs, they just go through these weird roller coaster dips
1: yeah i you know it's funny i was kind of going through like instagram reddit how you do and you're just looking at comments fellow leaf fans and it seems to be kind of two camps there's the kind that uh everybody's like yep This is typical old Leafs. They're blowing it in the end and what you're saying. And then the other one that's saying, this is one of our better seasons. We can't look to the past. We have to move forward and, and don't be too rattled. But yes, it's not great. I obviously think like everything else, there's a happy medium in between. And just like Campbell's play, he was really, really hot. I mean, I love soup and the whole, he's a class act, great guy. I buy into it fully. I truly love the guy and I want him to be our goalie and, and see him prove himself. But you know, he was on a super hot streak. He, he's a bit cold. And at the same time, Muzzin's out, Paul's out. I think the young guys got a bit exposed. The one Reeves goal was definitely not uh Campbell's fault. That defense just left him out. Uh, hanging. Oh my dry. God.
0: Just in front. Like he, like, yeah. like he was playing for the Leafs, you know, like, like, Oh yeah, there's another one of our guys in front of the net. Oh wait, that guy's on the other team. Oh shit. He just scored this guy with cement hands scored.
1: Yeah. And you oh, know what, God. but between you and I, cause nobody else is listening to this. Obviously,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um, for I actually, sure. I actually, and I like them both, but I like Lilligren more than Sandine. I think Sandine is, is awesome, but he has a lot of defensive liabilities. And I think he was almost, you know, kind of a a, a proto Riley maybe replacement. If if Riley, if the contract didn't get worked out, and I still love Riley right now, that he's playing so well and signing oh, a yeah. contract that's just such a gem. But you know, Sandine was was maybe his replacement, that gifted um, skater, kind of offensive defenseman. And now you know he's back. He doesn't have a guy like Bogosian. Muzzin's not in. Nobody with defensive minded uh, skill set to kind of counterbalance you know his weaknesses and it's just he's getting exposed a couple of times where Lilligren yeah he's a rookie he gets a bit exposed I love his breakout I kind of like that he has a little bit of confidence behind the net you know where you're waiting for the teams to change and that patience and I've liked how he looks
0: you know, it's funny. I actually I disagree completely. I feel the complete opposite. Yeah. I feel like Sandine is a great puck mover. He, he, he shows really good speed at times. I like his offensive prowl. And, you know, they are two different defensemen. Like, let's not get it twisted. They don't play the same game. I, I do like Lilligren's size, and I think, you know, he fills out in a couple more years and puts on some of that real man weight. I think he'll be a, a real, real great defenseman and a, a muzzin replacement, really. Um, but I, what I love about Sandine is his chip on the shoulder because I feel like he's a bit yes. of a smaller guy and he does play with a little bit of an edge and god damn the Leafs need that so I I do I like I, although you are right because of Sandine's offensive prowl it does hurt his defensive game I, I completely agree but at the same time you know you still you, I mean with all the firepower this team has it doesn't hurt to have a little bit more although it would be more beneficial to have a little bit more defense yes. but yeah I think that's
1: our little spoiler alert for a future episode, but that might be our most pressing trade, like what we need to bring in or what we need to do going into the playoffs, not a forward. It's a
0: defensive. For sure. Yeah. And defense will win you the championship. So uh, just a little recap. The Leafs are 24, 10 and three 51 points. Good enough for third in the Atlantic seventh in the league. Um, But in the, in two in 2022, unfortunately the Leafs are currently four and three, not an impressive record for the new year. Um, you know, we'll see how it all shakes out, but it, we, they are in a little bit of a weird spot right now. So, you know, we, we touched on it, you know, we don't need to, to harp on it. We know that leaves aren't playing great, but um, one, one of the special things I want to bring up and we can touch more about it a little bit later. Cause I have a feeling this, this one character is going to be in our studs and duds. Um, but I, I have to get this out now because I don't want to get it out later. I am just, I mean, we're all in love with Austin Matthews, but I, I am just blown away with, with him this season in the sense that he is just, he's brought his game to another level level this year. I don't know if it's more confidence, more adjusting. Maybe it was because it was an Olympic year, but this guy started off, you know, uh, still nursing his wrist from his surgery, offseason surgery, um, and there's guys like there's guys in the league who are jumping ahead of him early in the scoring race. The pace that he went on to catch up to these guys, yeah, like you just you just know, Austin Matthews loves those individual awards. I'm sure he wants a big team awards, but you can tell this guy. Was just scoring goals on a clip just to get back into that race, and I love the fact that he's just a couple goals behind uh, it was Ovechkin and, and Kreider now. Like I think Kreider jumped ahead of him in the last game, yeah. but it's it's incredible. I, I we are watching hands down the best Toronto Maple Leaf of all time right now, and it is just an absolute blessing that the Leafs took him and not Patrick Laine.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> believe that was even a discussion. Like, it, it's actually an embarrassment for anybody who is praising Patrick lining. Okay, just a hundred percent. He shouldn't yeah. even been second overall. Just get out of here. And yeah. I am going to take this time to compliment you for bringing up Austin (laughs) Matthews and giving me the opportunity because as someone currently wearing his Centennial Classic jersey that I did for the real one, and you know it's my favorite jersey, this guy's an absolute stud. 25 goals, 16 assists for 41 points this season, 10 consecutive games, away games, goals. I mean he's on a scoring pace. This guy (laughs) – I mean, they're in a complete fucking free-for-all in Edmonton. That team is (laughs) imploding. McDavid, you need to get out of there. Leon, you need to get out of there. But Austin Matthews is one of the best players in the world and would have been – I honestly, truly believe, man, if the Olympics happened, he would have been like the spotlight for Team USA. He would have stood out and everybody would have been like, this kid from Mexico, that would have been the storyline to America, is so nasty because – it's the first time that I wake up sweating, terrified, thinking about a younger man because he might leave <laughs> me. Okay. He might leave me and go home to Arizona. I need that team to fold because they are bless, not working out. Bless, bless. Out like Austin uh, Matthews, amazing.
0: Like, I, so for what it's worth, um, yeah. I agree exactly with what you're saying 100%. I was petrified for Team Canada. And for that case, every other team in the tourney uh, because I feel like Austin Matthews would have just been captain of America and fucking lit the international stage up. And we, we got lucky the last Olympics because, because um, NHL players didn't go, we're even luckier this Olympics that, that, because also too Austin Matthews going up against team Canada. I don't like that either. I don't want to see our boy play for them against us.
1: I hate it too, but when you're the world's best, you, you kind of make an exception. Like, yeah, you're not. I'm not going to cheer for him, but it, it you know it's it'll be a funny feeling if we were watching a a Finland versus USA game, and I'm actually cheering for a US player to dominate. That'd be a strange yeah. feeling.
0: So I am just looking now at Austin uh, so Matthews' draft class. So obviously Matthews went first. Lining went second. Pierre uh, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois came in th- uh, third. Uzer. Jesse Parvari, Yep. Uh, Matthew Kachuk at six, Clayton Keller at seven, Sabres. Yeah, Newlander, who they just traded, actually just yeah. got traded. Uh, yeah, uh, Jason, uh, Logan Brown, yeah, okay. and then uh, Charlie McRoy, Uh,
1: nobody's
0: churkin uh, 60, who's like all the trade talk right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's see. Logan Stanley, Winnipeg again. Let's say, yeah. So like that, that's the top twenty. That's twenty one. Yeah, no one else kind of, and no one else is really standing. Like it, when you when you look at like this list of all the first rounders, man, are, are, can you not be more excited? about Austin Matthew, I mean, he, he's there, there's those guys. There's like, out of the top ten, there's three, four, four guys: Kachuk, um, Jesse Polvari, RV ooh, that stuff. And <laughs> Dubois are the only guys on that top ten that are considered, I'd say, all stars. Uh, Matthews is the only elite guy on that list. Kachuk, yeah, I wouldn't make, I wouldn't call elite.
1: I, it, it, almost there's like a class for me that Crosby, McDavid, <laughs> Gretzky, and so close. And maybe it's a bit biased. I want to put him there. He is like right there, at that upper elite echelon that you're talking about.
0: Like yeah, he's, he's good. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There, there, yeah, there, there's like Ovechkin, Crosby, Malkin, like that era. Like I'd say the the early 2000s or um, was it mid 2000s? Matthew uh, Shaw, bro, it, unreal. Yeah, it's 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 the best. It's a I would imagine like David McDavid is is easily the complete offensive package because he's got wheels like no other. He's he he is. And Matthew's a very, very good skater. But when you see these two guys skate, um, Nick David just has that acceleration to the next level better than anybody else I've ever seen. And, and it makes him a a hair better than Matthew's. um, But Matthew's has like great size. He's got incredible stick. Uh, I hand coordination, stick control. The guy is absolutely incredible. And when it comes to the defensive game, Matthew's defensive game is far superior than McDavid's. Oh, I don't know if that's a hot take. I don't think it's a hot take, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I'll put it out there. Anyways, let's get, let's get back on track. I mean, like we could just talk about how much we love Austin Matthews and how we just like Dick writers so hard, but you know, whatever. Okay. So with all these, we, the Leafs currently have 11 postponed games. Yep. Um, now, like, let, this is like a variable we need to talk about because it's going to affect some teams more than others. There's teams like the Islanders and the Senators who have played like 32 games all season. You know, five less, six less, almost 10. Some teams have 42 games already played, like it's 10 games difference between some teams. It's a little bit scary for me because if we got those games in earlier when the team was red hot, You know, we might be talking about a couple more wins at the end of the season. Now, let's say these games get made up, and you know we're still dealing with all this shit going on in the world, or we're just, or the goaltending just shits a bed. We and we have to make up games when we're playing like shit. The Leafs are playing like shit. We could go on a five and five stretch, a two and seven, like two and nine, uh, two and eight stretch. Like we can go on some seriously shitty stretches here. And I'm paranoid. Do you think this is going to affect the Leafs long term? How do you feel about the game disadvantage? Give me your opinions on it.
1: Yeah. yeah time for some fucking adversity for the boys. Mm. <laughs> you know what? I mean, it, everybody is saying the exact same rhetoric and I'm guilty of it too, because it's the same. It's playoffs or bus. Yes. At the beginning of the season, we said, we're not going to be as cocky and confident as we were last season. We learned our lesson, but we're still going to enjoy the ride. We're going to praise them just like we praised Matthew. And you know, it, it's going to be fun. We're going to enjoy the highs and, and shit on the lows, but like, if, if you can't face this adversity, which you're not the only team. It'd be different if the Leafs were personally affected, and I would be pissed off. But you know what? At the same time, every, there's so many teams that have been affected. You guys haven't made it out of the fucking playoffs. We're paying you so much money. And not only that, but Sheldon Keith. I like you. I think you're a good coach. Sometimes you say some good stuff, but you also haven't proven anything in two years. I know that's a short window, but at the same time, like... It's also 33 years of history at the same time for me. So time time to buckle in and prove that, you know, you can win these games when it it matters. Because right now, yeah, you're losing games. I, the St. Louis game pissed me off at that night. Oh, yeah. actually, it actually pissed me off more than last night's game. And luckily we won. So I calmed down. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. But it was just <laughs> like, oh, they're going to blow it. Like typical Clifford does shit all just – Oh, just a lot of frustrating things, but you know what? Time for, time for adversity. Time to pick it up. We have some games that are should be pretty easy for us and some that are okay. Like we're playing Islanders, Ducks, Detroit, New Jersey twice, Carolina, Calgary, Vancouver, Seattle, Pittsburgh. I mean, there's some winnable games in there, so let's go.
0: What, what was that? What, what, did you just name off about 10, 10 games?
1: Yeah, Islanders. And yeah, I feel like
0: that's okay. That's okay. Two wins maybe, yeah. Detroit. Yeah, it should be a win there. Yeah.
1: Okay. Back to back New Jersey.
0: Okay. Let's see. Split them. Whatever. Four and one.
1: Okay. Here's a tough one. Carolina.
0: Yeah. That might be a tough one. So let's, let's take the L on that one. Okay. So it's four f- and two.
1: Okay. Three Western in a row. Calgary.
0: Tough one, but I I, th- I see at least have the edge on that one. Five and one. Five with, the, and two. W-
1: with the way they're playing as well. Definitely a winnable game. Yeah. Okay. Vancouver next
0: yeah vancouver is kind of a weird one like sometimes i see some vancouver highlights and i just wonder like this team is yeah. in an identity crisis but they are on a streak um but i still think that at least in steamroll that that game so i'll give them six and two go ahead seattle yeah it's a win seven and two
1: okay and then we're finishing off with pittsburgh
0: oh fuck pittsburgh no no the least can't be pittsburgh it's like they're the it's like their new team that they can't beat so what's that uh seven and three
1: and I agree with you with Carolina and Pittsburgh, but yeah, that's what I'm talking about there. There's some winnable games and, and we've got some issues, but so do a bunch of these teams as well, especially teams like Calgary and Seattle. So let's go.
0: I will take, I'll take seven, three stretch over 10. I'm a hundred percent on the board for that. Yeah. If that was to happen, if they go five and five, or if they go anything less than 500, seriously, I'm going to lose more goddamn fucking hair. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, you know, like uh, you 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 made a good note here. I'll let I'll let you go after like the the Sheldon Keefe comment after the Rangers game.
1: Yeah, so I mean, it's making the rounds obviously because Toronto media just triumphs all media for hockey, and everybody knows after the Rangers game, Keefe said that we are soft and purposeless. So, pretty strong words, and honestly is it not the two words that we use year after year it seems for the last five years with this team every iteration
0: you know it's weird man like the 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 soft thing definitely I felt this year they had they had done you know bringing back Simmons uh for a little bit of grit and a little bit of sandpaper uh trading for Clifford was supposed to help us um Who's the young defenseman that they brought up? Uh, who's got Bayega, some grit from him too, Viega, Thank you. Um, you know, like they did some things for some grit. You know, um, I feel like I'm missing a, a, a component too. But Richie, he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. He was he was supposed to like right. Yeah, you're right. Actually, though, but you're not wrong. Like definitely, he was brought in for his size advantage. Be, yes, uh, and just be be hard to be play uh, to play against. Make very um, happy. Yeah right. Um, even like Michael Bunting, like he, he, you know, he's got like a little bit of a chip on his shoulder too. Like he plays bigger than he is. He plays harder than he than he needs to sometimes. So you know, and like he was going in. You know, it's it's looking like a really good signing. But you know, you brought in some guys with some grit in hopes to get tougher. And I don't know if that's happened. I don't know if some of these guys come in and then the, you know you you get amazed or you get wowed or you you start, you kind of stop playing to watch the show that happens when Marner and Matthews are kick tacking and making it like, you know, look wonderful. You, maybe you lose, you lose that competitive, not lose a competitive edge, but you, you soften up a little bit because you're like, wow, like look at these guys, like these true pros doing it, you know? So I just, I, I get a little bit like, um, worried in the sense that yeah, the broad, these, these guys, you know what? Anyway, four guys that have a, you know c- can either drop them or play hard or, or play rough or play a very physical game. Yet Clifford is like dog fucking it. Wayne Simmons, his stock has dropped so much in my book. I mean, sometimes it, I can't even tell if he's on the ice. You're doing a spoiler
1: alert for studs and duds for me. Just heads up with some of these names.
0: Yeah. No. Listen, like you and me both, we might have a matching matching list here, mm. and we don't we don't we don't compare notes when it comes down to it. I just no. I feel no. like. I feel like some of these guys, like the guys that they brought in, they also want to be like these playmakers. And it's like, dude, you're not here. Like Clifford, you're not here to score goals. You're here to knock the fuck out of some dude. You're, you're here to stand in front of the net and be a big ass in front of the goalie. Like, do not do not like leave the goal scoring to the goal scorers. You know, that Rocky Richard trophy that Austin has hanging in his locker room. Leave that for him. He's got that. You guys got to do all the other stuff.
1: In my Irish rage, my fist to the sky, I'm like asking myself during the game, what fucking coach told these guys to just play hockey? Give your head a shake. If someone told them to do that enough, because that is not why we brought you here. Spoiler alert. Number one, Doug, Kyle Clifford. It's all all heart and grit from LA King fans that's everything you hear about that. what this guy's going to bring he has not brought it okay you should not be in the NHL probably a great guy awesome but he's dude not, there's no physicality to that fourth line
0: I'll tell you this and, and you know what I'm going to try to remember this for the liner notes Kyle Clifford is a 17 year old girl. He's just ghosting the trauma police. Honestly, <laughs> they bring him in and he fucking just, he just disappears. No, no comment. Like that's it. Like it's just so frustrating.
1: I was actually okay with bringing him back the second time because it barely cost us anything. But it's like, man, you got to produce. And you know what? If you're not going to produce, you're not going to hit. You're not going to fight. You're going to let our guys still get smoked with these like dirty-ass hits. That's another thing that pissed me off at that St. Louis game. Some of those runs, like that big, lanky defenseman they have. I forget his name. Some of the dirty shit he's, oh, okay, I'm getting heated again. But, <laughs> but it's, just, it's just frustrating. If, if you're not going to play that, then you know what? Give it to one of these young guys. That's playing with the Marlies, someone who's at least going to bring some heart because they're in it for the competition and, and they're fighting for their future as like a hockey, their dream. So, you know what? Bring in one of these guys. Like it, it, Clifford, sorry, buddy, failed project, hit the waiver wire. I doubt anybody's going to pick it up. Go play for the Marlies. Have fun. It's a great organization. Yeah, totally
0: and on uh, yeah, even that and on top of what you're saying too, like you know we, we joke about richie but like it's no joke like the guy like you can see the team wants him to do well like you you, you they show the high. you know he gets an assist everyone's giving him a pat on the back he gets a couple goals he gets he gets pat on back you know even like guys like matthew and marner like they're like you know way to go richie guy you know like they're they're pumping him up but seriously man like i've i've I haven't seen hockey players play with this low confidence in a long time in a long time yeah
1: and and honestly I'm a sucker for the storylines and drama as much as I don't want to admit it. I watch all the behind the scenes shows, the blueprint show on Leafs network, what have you? Like, I just love all of it. But every year we have these stories. These guys are great. Hyman writes children's books and, you know, Spezza, who I'm not saying anything bad about him because bless Spezza, this guy's an absolute leaf legend, but for
0: sure, we, for but, sure.
1: But, but, but we bring in Felino and whoever, like we, we, during the Washington series guys step up and it's just like every year it fails and, so what it leads to nothing. So like, doesn't mean it's, it's time to step up and play. We need that grit. We need that truculence that Brian Burke so desperately wanted.
0: Oh, fuck man. You're, you're, you're right. You're hundred percent right. All oh, right. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> um, you're talking, t- you had a good note here. Campbell hitting a rough patch. I'm so um, glad you some- just brought that up because that was going to be a point. I wanted to bring up with something. Okay, good. Okay. So you may say a rough patch, I'm going to, th- I, I look at it a little differently. I don't for me. I, it
1: was a question mark. I wanted to know. I'm not saying that. It'd be
0: for right me, much. for yeah. me, th- these are Jackie Campbell's true co- colors. This is what I expected from him. And I might be wrong for thinking that, but I feel like right now, and it, it, it I, I get no joy from this this is what I expected from Jack Campbell. Not, not the first two months of this season where he was lights out. Vesna, um uh, Canada did, uh, best goals against in the league. This is not, this is exactly what I expected. Not what, not what we saw the first half of the season. I think, I honestly think it's time to give Mraz a little, you know, wink at the neck, give him maybe two or three games and, and just give Jack Campbell the wake up call. I don't think he's playing bad. I think also there are some, other issues, you know, like the definitely the defense is not looking as sharp or as mean as it could. But maybe Jack Campbell just needs a secondary set because it's hard from going playing career backup to then playing half a season as your starter and then going into what is to be the most anticipated season, least I've had in whatever amount of years, and have that pressure on you. Yeah. And especially when you bring in a very experienced goaltender in Peter Morazek who, you know, is is proven. He's a proven number one. He had, what, like a decade in Detroit? And, you know, like, he's a proven number one. He could go – he could probably play for at least half the teams in the league. So –
1: So, in a way, we're going to be saying the exact same thing, and yet the exact fucking opposite. Because (laughs) what you said was what I was going to say in a completely wrong upside-down world version of it. Because (laughs) – Yes, did I did I truthfully think that Jack Campbell, who's been an absolute stud as our starting goaltender and a blessing in disguise after Anderson left and, and not, I'm going to say quit on the team, but just seemed to like give in to the injury and just not be able to play down the stretch and not give it his all after doing that year after year. Campbell's been a bit of a godsend, yes. Did I think he was going to regress a bit? Yes. I still think he's a great starter. I, I actually think we're going to keep building up his confidence. He likes this team. But what you're saying, I'm going to say it as, This team needs to give Jack Campbell a rest. The defense issues we've been dealing with, with Muzzin haul-out, guys getting exposed, some of these games that are forwards just don't want to play defense at all. All four lines in the third period just do not want to back-check, which is complete horseshit. I've always hated that, even since I was a kid. So you're right about Peter Mrazik and the money we paid him and him being a good starting goaltender. Yep, you're right. Time to play this guy. Because Campbell needs a rest. Because he's been so good we need to give him that benefit of the doubt that, yeah, he's been not great. I think it was like an 8.50 save percentage in the last few games. It's not the best, but he was a Vesna winning goaltender, like you said before, at least in that voting realm. And Mrazic, time to step up because we're paying you big money. And if this guy is not worth it, like – I mean, what's the point of paying this guy money when we can have, if, if Campbell is a starter, bring a guy like Wall in or a cheaper backup? We don't need to pay two goaltenders, especially with one's contract coming up. So, yeah, Mrazek, time to get in the net, but not because Jack Campbell isn't starter material. I, I think he does need a rest because of all that's happened and some of the issues. It's like, get him back into form.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I completely agree. All right. So we we can both agree that the goaltending, I mean, it, it is the sore spot right now, even though like, uh, how do I feel the, they haven't been giving up horrible goals. Like there's a couple of the team shit, the bed goals. And, but I don't, it's nothing like, you know, like remember when Anderson would have, if he had a bad game he had a really bad game or you can even go back to like when the, when the goaltending woes were like, uh, depending on, uh, Gustafson, Tosca,la uh, Raycroft, like when those guys had bad games, they were monumentally bad. At least these games. Yeah. Like their collapses in, in the second half of the game and sometimes even the third period, but they're not, the embarrassing kind they're like the other team, the other team outworked you really well. It's not like they shot from half and it went in, you know, like the other team grinded, put everything on the line. Yeah. Fucking behind the other team's goalie and it still went in.
1: So here's the thing. That's why I still believe in Campbell being a starting goaltender. And I know that all the other NHL coaches listen to this podcast, not giving any secrets away, but But thank you for listening. Yeah. Campbell seems to have some issues. It seems like, you know, when he's really like hugging the post, low side short side seems to be a bit of an issue sometimes um he's when he's going post to post and there's sometimes a, a pass from behind the net I, I find that sometimes a weakness for him so i don't know what that is <laughs> peripheral or whatever but he's still a good as good starting goaltender and you're right we're not getting embarrassed out i i just think that it's been a crazy workload and babcock before keith i don't know if it's a whole organizational thing but even with Freddie, when Freddie was a top 10 goaltender playing lights out, guys playing 65 games. Why are we letting these guys be Martin Brodeur type workloads when they're not Martin Brodeur?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. And, and, and we all know now, too, that, you know, number ones, if you're going to go deep into the playoffs, you're not going to grind these guys out for to, to play 50 or 60 games. You don't need to do that anymore. And the, you're right, the Leafs have the caliber on the bench, he just needs to get those games in and, you know, like in, and you know, we give Peter Mrazic like a hard time because he's had some really shit starts, but the guy has had no chance to get a rhythm. He's yeah. also also had a, an injury this season. So, you know, there are some factors in why his gameplay hasn't been great. I would like to give him an honest chance. And I mean, the, we, you named off 10 games and at least five of those are winnable games. Give that guy five games on this stretch. I don't care if you got to go back and forth or whatever, give him five games because the man deserves it. And Jack Campbell could take a break too.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, this guy, that's why we're paying in the big bucks. He, he has been a great regular season goaltender in his career. He's just never, Really had the playoff experience in the, I think, the few games he did kind of shit the bed, but, but he has been a hot goaltender historically through the season. So it's, it's time. And like you said, those 10 games, I mean, two New Jersey back to back, there's a Western Road swing. I mean, those are some playable games. And even after those 10 games, we play Montreal for like a yeah. 12th game. So, so there's some definite games where we can get, you know, there's, there's almost, um, uh, and I know Vasilevsky and Lehner, There's some outliers who are elite players, and you're always going to have those elite players. But there's almost seems to be like a modified one A one B, where you know it's not two superstars like Minnesota Wild with Manny Fernandez. And you the two guys sharing the net. It's, <laughs> what, it's fun, a like, what a pull, what a pull, what a pull. Yeah, dude. Because, you know what? It's funny. We were, we were talking about trading cards at work, and I brought that up, anyways. It's there, there seems to be you want your guy to play, you know, in that kind of 50 to 60 range. And, and so automatically there's going to be someone who's got to play 20 to 30 of those games. So you need that Compton backup now.
0: Yeah. And don't forget that with Justin Wall, uh, sorry, Justin Wall also got a couple of starts this season, too. So you even have like a third guy. And like, you know, mm-hmm. here's a good over under. Does Hutchinson play any games this year for the Leafs?
1: That, that's a tough one because I, I want to say under, but you know who knows with the whole sickness, game postponed, and, and what have you. I mean, he, he is that. Could, could I see him playing a March 29th game for us? Possibly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, let, let's move on. All let's right. Uh, okay, so uh, Mitch Marner finally scores a power play goal. Yeah. 101 yeah. games. You know, like, to me, I didn't care about the stat at all because you saw the other guys in that power play. And, yeah, no shit he didn't score a power play goal in 100 games. You have Austin Matthews, the best goal scorer since he broke into the league. John Tavares, a very good goal scorer in his own right. On that line, like, you got got two great shooters. Why would you shoot? You just set them up. Don't worry about it. And Morgan Riley's got a whole bunch of power play goals, too. Like, it's not even like... It's it's not yeah I, it, the stat never bothered me at all but I can see why it it lingers out there in Toronto media low hanging fruit if you ask me
1: of course man and first off Captain Mo I'm gonna bring it up again the guy's just been an absolute stud onto a seventy point chase
0: but he he's having a great season
1: and one of my one of my personal favorite rants of my own to listen to from this podcast is going on about the <laughs> Toronto media. I mean, that you and I would, we can just go on and on about. It. You're right. It is
0: dude, you not fruit. as bad as Edmonton. Edmonton right now. Is oh, Edmonton you're movie. right.
1: You're right. Because I think I think the problem with Toronto is is more the volume. There, there's too much here. You know, it, where that there seems to be a lot of hatred with Edmonton. But, anyways, admittedly, I've been hard on Marner since the contract that pissed me off, just because I'm living vicariously through him as a hometown kid and what I would do and I wouldn't screw over the Leafs. Blah 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 blah. But credit is, dude, the guy, the whole power play was shit. Let's just get that out of the way. It wasn't only Marner failing last year on the power play with Manny Malhotra running it. I mean, it, every game, everybody was talking about it. <coughs> Secondly, excuse me, Marner, I never picture him as the goal scorer. He is a pass-first player. Totally, and, totally. And that, yeah. and that is why we have him on the power play. Yes, sometimes you hope that he can, every once in a while, make a, a one-timer just snip it in absolutely that's what you want but that's not why he's on the power play so you're right that actually never bothered me it, it is just one of those glaring stats you can put on a headline everybody's like oh my god typical they there's so shit but ever since he came back from his little injury thing two goals in like back-to-back games before like the guy has been on fire he brings the the boys love him he's brought some energy that Keith even mentioned that you is visible so he's playing well right now so i'm going to you know enough <laughs> yeah. with that Marner. honestly and i said it before that the playoffs i'll say it all season playoffs are the main goal we have to win a see i don't care about the individual accolades. I truly don't give a shit. If our power play continues to be, it's what, 29.5%, I think tied for second in the league. We continue to be the top five power play. Let's go. I don't care who's scoring.
0: Yeah, totally. Like if, 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 if the Leafs were in the position of the Philadelphia Flyers, like 26 in the league and yes. like going nowhere fast and Austin Matthews was still scoring 50 goals or whatever the case may be. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, that, that's what I can hang my hat on. But this team is much better than, than 26th place. I we need we need chips. We need them. That's it. Okay. Um, moving on. I wanted to get to um, buds and duds. Um, so I mean, this is like. Honestly, our most popular segment we do, because we don't really do any other segments. Uh, <laughs> we, we kind of just recap the month, and then we get into the guys who have really been standing out for us. And um, I feel I feel like we're probably going to be pretty close on this too, but let's get into it. Uh, do you want me to start, or do, would you like to start?
1: Uh, up to you, buddy, since you're kind of doing the hosting for this segment, what do you, what do you feel like? Do you want to do buds or duds first? We're doing buds. Stay with the positive first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's stay positive first because, um, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too crazy. I only got a little left of my drink. So,
1: Oh, okay. Then you know what? Why don't you start it off?
0: All right. So no, my number one, bud, I'm going to, f- I feel like it might be yours too. AM 34 That's right. Austin Matthews, AKA Zorro X, AKA the Mexican wonder, AKA the Mexican sniper. Yes. The man with the mustache, the man with the plan, this guy cannot get any better. And if he did, I hope he'd have two dicks because I suck them both. This Jesus guy is so gross. good. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Does it get any better, man? This guy, oh. you could see when he wants the puck. He hunts it down. The guy, he, I just, I love his play. I love what he's been doing. I, I just, I am in love with Austin Matthews because the man is making it work um lights out of course but you you know when he wants that puck he doesn't he's not afraid to throw a shoulder into a guy i've just i've been so happy with his <laughs> gameplay number one bud am 34 four let's go baby the man with a million nicknames
1: and turning on gta
0: dads uh, yeah yes. <laughs> gtadads.com <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> so so i'm gonna make mine a different player just so we have a different player to talk about but Yes, I will admit a hundred percent because we already praised him. AM34, number one. I have his name circled over and over. And and he could almost be every single month be that guy.
0: So far, so right. You're so right.
1: Yeah. So for me, right now, the guy that I'm gonna talk about, my number one stud is Morgan Riley, Captain Mo. Ooh,
0: okay. okay.
1: And a little bit of bias because of the contract, but this guy cleared his head. He did a favor for us. He's getting paid. He didn't take a shortcut. Okay, I'm, you know, realistic. He's making millions and millions of dollars. I don't care. I've loved this guy since we've drafted him. He was the best guy in that draft at number five. He is an offensive weapon, and he's looking like that season he had a couple of years ago. Like I said, he's on a 70-point pace. That guy right now on the blue line moving back and forth, I love it. I love watching this guy every single time, and I am totally on board with the kid from Oakville wearing the C with the leaf pajamas. But Captain yep. Moe was my runner-up to wear that C, and deservedly so. I and I think that I really get the feeling that he loves being a Maple Leaf. Don't you?
0: I totally get the feeling too. I, I'm sure that's why he signed that long deal. Um, you know, it's it's hard not to love the fact that. He wants to be here. And I mean, he took what I would say is decent money to be here. And, but he, you know, he didn't rob him either. And that's, that makes me happy.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, how many defensemen right now are getting that 9.25 sheet or close to?
0: No. Okay. Now I'm so curious. So I, I went back to go look at uh, Morgan Riley's draft year. Number yeah. one, Nail Akapoff. That worked out well for Edmonton. Thank you very much for that. Columbus with Ryan Murray. Murray. And then uh,
1: Galchenyuk.
0: Galchenyuk, yeah. And uh, Reinhardt. You got it, yeah.
1: And then five was... Sh- Riley. Strom. No, it was Riley. Yeah, Riley. And Riley. then six was...
0: Lynn Yeah, For the Ducks. For the Ducks. A liar. And yeah. then, yeah, Matt Doom- Dumba. Uh, Good play. Kway, Dumba. I like
1: Dumba.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then Truba after that. Um, Phil Forsberg was number... This is actually a great draft year. Mm-hmm cody cc number 15 wow yeah, tom wilson yeah. 16 thomas hurdle 17 yeah that's a really good draft year a lot of nhl caliber players fucking right man that's a uh mike mathes no that didn't really and I, and I
1: would not redo the pick i would take riley every single time man what yeah look, could, look at the forum i mean look at the names
0: like okay, so yeah, uh, oh for sure. I mean, and considering that the, that Galchenyuk did end up playing for the Leafs, I you know scratch that one off the list. But I mean, like Dumbas on the list, Trubas on the list. There's some guys that are still good on this list. Like yeah, if you look at defense there.
1: we got a career top two defenseman out of that. Pick.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean even like looking at some of these guys, like oh man, uh, let's see, is Griffin Reinhardt still playing for the Islanders? No, dude. I
1: swear, I saw like maybe a year or two years ago. He was like in Germany or something. Let's
0: see, let's see what comes up here. Just fucking ads. Uh, <laughs> do, do,
1: do, do, do. Yeah,
0: right. Oh, copyright! Right, look, don't sing that. Looking. Yeah, don't don't do, don't get into trouble. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, he's playing in England now for Belfast Giants.
1: Oh, so I worked with the guy in the arena who played in the British league. So that's the type of.
0: <laughs> That's yeah, a caliber. Yeah,
1: but, well, I mean, the guy was absolutely nasty. He would just skate rings around all of us. So.
0: All right, let's move on. Who, who do you have for number two? Your, your number turn. two bud. Oh, it's okay. My bud number two, the guy who's having a career, a quiet career year, Willie Styles, baby. Will yes. Nye, the scoring guy. And two in a row you took from Oh, you better Let believe it. it, baby. I'm going to take them all from you because <laughs> Willie has been playing so well I, I don't know what it is, but he's turned it on this season. He's toned it back. He's taken accountability. He's playing the best hockey I've seen him ever play. I mean, ex- except for that world championship last year, he played really well in the world championships last year. Um, I'm, I'm so happy with William Nylander and you gotta love that contract.
1: Exactly. I mean, there is a confidence about this kid and, he's always had this confidence and yeah it was a bit annoying during those contract talks and it it sucked that he stayed in sweden until november december that was the worst part but he took his own path and he signed the contract with yeah i mean if you're actually going to say that that contract is not worth the way he plays right now this season alone 16 goals 21 assists for 37 points he is dominant out there sometimes? Like he Willie is noticeable on the ice, and that is one of the major factors you need to be a superstar. Like it's just he's it's legit, so good, yes. and he can put it back. And I mean, just Snizbone being Snizzbone. like that uh, that guy, <laughs> my brother and I, he's one of our favorite players to watch. Like he's just so sick with the hands.
0: Yeah, his hands are looking great. His legs are there. His speed looks great. Um, even like his his dangling is, I think has gone up a level since last year. I don't know what it is, but like I feel like his confidence in his hands is sure. I'm sure it's always been there. And this he's had like, I've watched the last couple of games. He's had maybe four breakaways in the last couple of games and he's just, he's just playing some great hockey. So I'm yeah. really happy. Bud number and- two for me,
1: And again, I I completely agree with you with him being number two. And yeah, he's never going to be a physical guy and stuff, but along with this growing confidence and him actually like legit being one of those guys who's becoming a man and getting just that like kind of man strength added to your arsenal when you just naturally get older. He's never going to be the guy hitting everything, but he's staying in the plays longer. He's staying against the boards Mm -hmm. to get the puck. He's keeping his head up. He's making those moves to get past the defender, not really worried about getting hit. That's what we need from Willie is that type of play. That's the type of grit he needs to bring. And right now, he's bringing it. So, hell yeah, number two.
0: Hell yeah. Okay, give me your doso.
1: Okay, so this... Riley's going to be kind of my only superstar right now for buds on our list. I'm going to have two grit grinders for the final two. This guy has been, I think, on a couple of dud lists over the last two years. So I'm going to give him praise. I'm talking Ilya Mikheyev. Because yeah. this guy is <laughs> You got one fine. of mine. Yes. <laughs> there we go. I love it because he's finally burying it in the net. This is what we wanted from the speedy, lanky Russian. We were all hoping for because he kept showing signs of it. That was the most frustrating part. And it's why we were just like so pissed off. And we wanted to give up on him, but we didn't really want to give up on him because it's like, what were you going to get? He wasn't scoring. He's come back from this injury. You thought, is he going to lose his spot with all these guys coming in, costs? Um, Bunting, Richie, mm-hmm. what have you. No, this guy is actually kicking Richie and others out of the lineup because he is doing exactly kind of what you want from a third liner who can possibly play a couple of minutes second line if there's injuries or what have you.
0: I, yeah, I have to agree. So he's my number three but as well. Um, the, what I like about it is he, when he came back from the, this uh, really serious wrist injury he didn't miss a step. Like, he just got right into the game, didn't miss much. He's got already two power play goals. He's, uh, he's got, uh, I have it right in front of me. He's only have seven points, um, but he's got like six goals and one assist. And he's only, he's only like t- 10, 15 games into the season for himself. He's mm-hmm. playing really well. Hell yeah. he's, I love it. he's finishing better last year. I, between him and Hyman, I couldn't tell who had the most chances with the least amount of finishing, but <laughs> this year it, it seems like he's really made it. I mean, I, I'm sure every time he's trying to score, but maybe he worked on it. Maybe he figured something out. I think, and I don't think it's just because he's back up in the lineup. I really think he, this is a contract year for him. He, he requested a trade earlier in the year or in the off season. I can't remember what it was or at the end of last season, he's, he's still playing for the blue and white. And this might be the last time we see him in a lot a leaf uniform. I hope it's not, but he's, he's going to play himself out of town, but I think he deserves it. And he's been playing incredibly well. I'm so happy that the original soup is back
1: at it. Oh yeah. Great original soup comment. And I'm going to agree with you too, because it was that whole trade discussion. There was a bit of, he, he was pissed off with the playing time and kind of, The the shit he was getting on. Admittedly, I think it was deserved with his play, but, you know, it's a young guy. You don't want to hear this stuff about you, and you don't want to. You obviously think of yourself as an NHL star, and you don't want to lose any minutes playing. And then he got injured, and I think he just realized, you know, contract year talking to his agent or or whoever was in his head, maybe lease organization, his dad, whatever, and told him just, Buckle down, you know, get back to playing
0: hockey,
1: who you were to make it to this point. And he seems to have got into the right mindset for right now.
0: Yeah. And the other thing is too, like you, you, if you got to play well to be traded, you got to play well to sign somewhere else. And if, and if, you know, he's got to think of it this way, he may get traded at the deadline for a piece, you know, like he is the borderline guy. We all thought that Nick Ritchie was going to bump him, Um, and he was going to end up at the bottom and what's really happened is the signing of Nick Ritchie has elevated the play and that's really helped him. Now he's going to play himself out and he's going to end up getting either moved or signed somewhere else, but you got to be careful. You might end up in Phoenix and you're (sighs) going to wish you were in Toronto.
1: Yeah, because you're bringing us back, Phil Kessel, to retire and win us that cup. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. We're, we're, still,
0: we, we're still paying him a million bucks, so we might as well get him to play for us if, if that's going to be the case, you know?
1: Yeah, and again, I've always believed that it's better to have an embarrassment of riches than to have nothing in the closet. And again, I, I you know, playing beer league shit, you know, Burlington hockey, you know, healthy competition is healthy competition. It's great to have. you. You need to have that fire on your ass and whatever – other you know typical little sentence i want to say so it's better to have all these players fighting for these same spots because the best of the best is going to come out and and want that spot and win it
0: totally totally all right now let's bring it down a notch let me finish my drink here let's talk let's talk them duds all right you start the duds fest
1: yeah so i've already touched on it but kyle clifford Thank you for wearing a blue and white. It, it's always a dream of everybody, no matter who you were a fan of, but you're now in leaf lore and you did your part kind of, but you know what? We brought you in for physicality and fighting and you're really not doing any of that registered zero hits versus the <laughs> Rangers, Anthony. And almost that, Stat alone, when there's like four or five consecutive goals scored on us, and we lose the game, so that is why Kyle Clifford is my dud, and it's time to reinvent the fourth line.
0: You know what, beauty dud to start. Thank you for bringing that up. I didn't have him on my list because honestly, he's not even on my radar. I (laughs) I forget most of the time he's on the team. But you are completely right. When they when they got him for nothing, I was like, okay, you know, he's making a, a million bucks, whatever the case is. Uh, He wasn't doing anything in St. Louis, let's, let's, let's go for whatever. But now that we got him, we're like, Oh fuck, can we give him back? Can we get nothing back for him? Because yeah, it's just, I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe he'll have a very important moment with the Leafs this year, but have we seen it? Has he earned our trust back? No. All right. Definitely not. So let's hear yours. Okay. Now, um, this is going to catch some heat and I'm willing to take it. I got a big shield. JTO, the captain, El Capitano. I knew you were going to say that. I know you know, but the bottom line for me is he, he, although he does a lot of little things really well and you, you don't see his flaws. I'm really not seeing him impact a game and granted, maybe that's a good thing. Like maybe he's just a, an absolute stellar second line center. Who's probably a, a first line on a half or two thirds of the league uh, teams in the league, but I really don't love JTO right now. He's, he started off. I mean, I think, I think he was my stud for, or my bud for the first part of the season, but I just, I don't know where he's gone. I, he's just been very quiet. I know he had a, uh, he had a uh, goal in the, um, what was it the, uh, the, uh, oh shit, the avalanche game. Uh, yeah. But he's just, he kind of been, a little too quiet for a captain for, you know, a $10 million guy for, you know, a second line center. He's just been a little bit quiet, but it could also just be his play has just been a little sound and not too flashy.
1: Yeah. I mean, biased. I love JT. Like I said, the Oakville product, just hometown kid wearing the C, but he's been a little cold. I haven't had a bad stretch. He's had some points, but I think it's a combination of, you know, maybe he's being a bit overshadowed just by the way that Austin Matthews, a lesser extent Willie, and now a bit of Marner are playing. And he's that fourth guy. And when you're four out of four, it doesn't look too great, especially when you're wearing the C. But mm-hmm. I'm still I'm still okay on him. But but the the one thing you kind of hinted at and brought up, and I agree with you, and why he's a little bit of a dud is we're going through a bit of a cold streak. I mean, this is where kind of the team needs to step up. There's some issues that need to be addressed and uh, I don't know about you, but that sounds like some captain material is needed, whether that's his play on the ice, his presence in the dressing room, whatever he says. But, yeah, JT needs to step up. And I think, like we said, these 10 games upcoming, especially, you know, the Islanders, mm-hmm, JT mm-hmm. going there, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm, I think there are some big games. I think JT, if he has a big emotional game, good, good game in the Islanders. You follow that up, Ducks, Detroit, New Jersey, back-to-back. You can put up a little uh, little point kind of uh, game streak, and, and all's forgiven.
0: I think everyone would love that. Moving on, give me your dud number two. Okay, you're going to see a little bit
1: of a pattern with my duds, because my next dud, as much as I love this guy, is Wayne Simmons.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, you're not wrong.
1: So so Wayne Simmons is not doing what he was brought in here to do. I still love Wayne Simmons. I, I like that. The heat he brings when he's yelling at the guys' faces and stuff like that. But again, it was like (laughs) that St. Louis game. It pissed me off with the way they were pushing guys around and doing stuff. I wanted him to go out there and kick the shit out of somebody. That is what you're supposed to do. I don't care if it's old school. I've said it before. The NHL has turned into the dump and chase league. That is what hockey is now. I still want to see some of that physicality. And six, yeah. you did not bring it in the playoffs last year. Now, you had, admittedly, a, a somewhat good start to the season because the team had a good start to the season and everybody was having a good start to the season. And it's really hard to lose games when you have the top goaltender in the world and possibly one of the best centers in the world and defense that are playing kind of lights out in your top two and Brody and Riley. So yeah, it's kind of easy to look good. But right now when the chips are down and uh, some of these young guys who we all know, there's a, a mental block, a mental wall, there's some kind of issue with these leaves where leaves when they get down you are a veteran of this league. You have been to the finals like you you're needed. This is why you're paid.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man, you're I agree and and Simmons you know like I, I know he's he's not getting a ton of ice time, but for for any guy who's going to be brought in as a certain role player, you have to do it. Now, one thing that I can give to Simmons is that he's definitely gained a step. He's looking faster, which is great.
1: Yeah, and he's but, been good in front of the net sometimes offensively, sometimes.
0: Yeah, but but you're right, he's not really enforcing anything and he's he's definitely not giving an element of play that is missing on the team and yeah. I really feel like that's that's what you know, that's what those these guys are brought in to do. Same with Nick Ritchie too. Like Nick Ritchie I would put on him on the list, but he suffers from claustrophitis. Like it is not going to is not going to happen because you're there so little, I don't even know if you're playing or not.
1: And and All maybe right. and maybe you could overlook this stuff from Simmons if he was having that like final year, two years of Ty Domi, where he decided to actually start putting up points and had like, 13, 14 goals the one season. If Wayne Simmons was Esposito in front of the net, and he was tipping everything in, and the guy was like on 10 goals, and it was like, oh, vet Wayne Simmons has found an offensive presence, and that was the media report okay, cool, then I'd still be wanting him to do the physical thing, but at least you could overlook it a bit. He's doing neither right now.
0: Totally, totally. All right, my last dud, and again, this one's going to take some heat too, is the goaltending tandem of Jack Campbell and Peter Morazic. I just still don't buy it. And yeah, there's a couple highlight saves already this season, but I don't think either goalie has won us a game this season. And that needs to happen because when you look at Tampa, Vaskaleski wins games for that team. And they they don't need him to win games for that team. You see uh, what's going on in Calgary. You know, like, fine, Calgary is on a little bit of a dive right now, but Markstrom is stealing games for them. I I need this team to, I need these goalies to steal some games for them.
1: So not recently, but but Campbell has definitely stolen us, won us some games this season. He, he was lights out Vesna at the start.
0: Fine. He, yeah, he was he was very good at the start of the season. But you're playing teams that are, you know, like everyone fucking has something stellar at the beginning of the season because it's the start of the season. Half the teams are, are still building chemistry. But right now, we're, we're, we're in the midpoint way of the season or about to hit the midway point of the season. I don't see any stolen games. I don't know if I blame these
1: goaltenders right now for, or if I want to blame the coaching and, and the way that they're with this workload for this goaltending. Razik needs okay. to start getting some more game games right now. That, that is right now one of the biggest points. Campbell needs some rest. Razick needs to play. And then this next pod we'll have an, we're going to have another goalie discussion. I want you and I to, because there has to be like, we're either going to, I'm going to be pissed off because there's going to be like, we're still in the cold streak and Campbell's been overplayed and Mrazic has been like shit or not played, or there's going to be a healthy balance. And we're actually going to be able to judge these guys a bit better because maybe Campbell has a bit of rest. He gets a bit back into form and maybe Mrazic can actually get some fucking form. And play some games. And and, and show us why we're paying this guy the 3.8, I think it
0: is. Yeah, I I mean, something just has to happen. That's what I'm saying. Yep, I agree. All right, man, who's your
1: last dud? Um, So my last dud, I moved this guy to third in the dud, and I almost want to just put an asterisk beside it, but it it was going to be Muzzin before the injury. I just think there's been uh, some weak lapses in judgment and when him and hall were pretty rock solid last year and we had bogosian on the team and we looked really tough defensively during the season there's just been some glaring issues and i think that kind of falls into your duds campbell Mrazic. where i i don't know sometimes it's really frustrating as a fan to sit there on your couch and be a couch gm couch coach but you can see the defense covering the guy like on the boards, leaving the entire middle of the ice open to the guy receiving the pass. And then they put it back past Jackie can. There's just some frustrating issues. And and Muzzin has not been playing up to form because this guy is supposed to be a top four defender for us. And he's supposed to be the physical aspect of that top four.
0: Yeah. 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 It It's it just, it's unfortunate because I think for so for Lee fans, muzzin has been so steady for so long that this year it's just it's a step back.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it is a step back too. His play and Hall's as well.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and I think, and I've actually somewhat enjoyed Dermot in the last couple games. Um, I, I didn't would I
1: give, give Dermot a positive grade on the season so far, from compared to last year.
0: Yeah, that's fair to say. I, I would say so. I mean, it's still sample size because he hasn't played a ton of games. Yes, but yes. Hall is kind of half step back. Muzzin's like a full step back, but Dermot seems to have taken at least a half step forward. I, I've, I've always found him to be a great skater and puck handler. Um, but I think I think his first pass is is, is where it hurts him the most. 100% and he,
1: breaking out yeah. with the first pass, not looking.
0: Yeah, and I also think that he's also. Um, missed a couple key points of his game just because of not getting enough reps in. So I, th- I think, you know, he finds himself in, in bad defensive, um, cues or, or spots when he could be in a much better position, but he, you know, he's caught watching the, the, watching the, the play unfold or he's, he's not in position. So anyways, what I'm trying to say is I think his game's evolving a little bit and I think he's, it's getting better.
1: Oh, I agree
0: all right my man okay listen let's tie this sucker up because it's kind of a weird addition for us because it's still in the middle of the month we usually do this in, in retrospect of the month but i hadn't talked to you in so long and just hearing you on mustard and not being able to talk to you is not the same
1: <laughs> i agree this uh i was going to tell you afterwards but this has been a blast
0: this episode getting back into it uh, the- now my man like uh, are we going to get a nothing but miss app coming soon because i like i need to know what's going on in the nba
1: yeah, actually, we're talking about that. We've we've been missing it seriously, the schedule. And, and Melky and you, you guys have all been a sport. It's been on my end this season, not how we wanted to start it. But what I will tell you is uh, it, there's some great content coming up.
0: All right, my man. All right, Ba, let's tie this sucker off. What can we look forward to at the tail end of January? We've got that big stretch. Where do you see the Leafs? But what do you see happening? I said, what, what did I say, seven and three? Yes. Where, where, where do you see the Leafs in the te- next ten game stretch?
1: Um, so I'm going to do the prices right, and I'm going to go six and four. I think that there's nice. going to be one of those games where we're going to uh, we're going to lose that we should have won. Like I, I I have a feeling. You know, I hate the, I hate them with a passion. Seriously, this team of Vancouver. You know, with mm. and I because I really really like Boudreaux as a guy, yeah. as a coach and just being grandpa leaf before when he didn't have a job. So I can see them, <laughs> I can see like that shit being us, like you said, splitting New Jersey. So I can see us going six and four, but you know, truthfully, I, I know some people are down and it's, it's recency bias with the Rangers game. And you know, history as a leaf fan tells us that yes, we should be worried at any negative part of this team. But <laughs> I, I, I think the Leafs are going to be okay. I think we're going to get out of this.
0: I I believe. Yeah, I I think you're right. The Leafs, I, I believe are a playoff lock. I don't think that I don't think that's fooling anybody. I
1: agree with you. I think we're making the playoffs for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- I think the those fringe teams that we're going to be playing, I uh, like possibly Vancouver, like Calgary, like there's going to be some fringe teams that are going to want to beat up on the Leafs, and I, it really this is a diversity that you're talking about. Like, they need to stomp those teams. You need to stomp yeah. fringe teams because they're going to be hungry. You need to stomp contending teams because because you're going to see them again. So, and, I and when any
1: storyline, you know, the Leafs are going to lose.
0: Yeah, yeah. if there's one thing we can count on is we're probably going to be disappointed.
1: Yeah, if a guy's making his debut, if there's an emergency goaltender, if a guy came out of retirement, if he's just back from injury, if he just got traded, any storyline like that, then yes, I would bet the other team against the Leafs, but I think we're going to turn it around.
0: Like (laughs) that goddamn Phoenix game where there's a goalie...
1: Fuck! We were going to bring that up before when we were talking about the shit, and I was kind of giving the Leafs a little bit of credibility. I forgot to bring that up, that yeah, we came back and won the St. Louis game. And in typical fashion, we play a no name goaltender who has the game of his life with like 53 saves. So what can you, I don't blame the team for that at all. Like, well, I mean, it, it's, yeah, a, yeah, I I can, mean, and you should a bit, but what are you going to do?
0: Yeah. I, I, I think the big thing is, um, you know, you, you're playing a goalie who has no North American experience except for what he's obtained. Uh, this, 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 what uh, 30, 40 games into the season. Yeah. Um, he plays no, no major junior, no, nothing plays in the Czech league and then stops 50 shots and beats the, 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 one of the highest scoring teams in the league. Come on. Like the, the Leafs have been goalied a couple times this year. And when it, when it's against New York, fine or whatever the fuck the guy's name is, is a really good goaltender, although I'd love him to get off his knees at any point. That'd be great. <laughs> but it ha- like the, the Leafs just tend to hit these streaks of these really hot coolies, and it's not, it's not acceptable against Phoenix. Fucking Phoenix. The only thing worse would be Phil Kessel getting a hat trick.
1: I will, yes, I will agree with you completely, and never defend when we lose to absolute shit teams because it is an embarrassment and Arizona shouldn't have a, a team like you are a joke and we lost to them. So who's the bigger joke? But exactly it's just <laughs> everybody, dude, you love or hate the least. And even if you feel possibly indifferent, like a European goaltender who's never been here before, you're never gonna have a bigger spotlight. And haters, you don't have to admit it, but there's a spotlight on you when you play the Toronto Maple Leafs. Instead of one guy who can't remember your name and he's the Arizona beat reporter and writes two paragraphs of a hockey game, you're now getting two cameras in your face, seven mics, you're getting asked questions, you get to be put onto uh, another country's kind of national spotlight just to roast the other team. So you'll be put on, you know, Hockey Night in Canada, whatever. So everybody wants to play their best against the Leafs because we are who we are and you're going to get that spotlight.
0: Totally. A hundred percent. It just, it just, I, it, of course it's going to happen. Of course, of course it would happen. Of course. I, it, of course. Yeah. And you know what? Like, <laughs> you know, we made a big fuss about this last episode, uh, but the Kyle curse and how he, you know, he, he declared at the beginning of the season, he's an Oilers fan and the Oilers have just been a fucking nosedive. Oh. And why, why recently, are you so,
1: why are you so pissy?
0: Yeah, play. yeah. <laughs> but you know, and all of a sudden now, you know, he he re, he recalls the Leafs as, as his team and they fucking hit the stretch, they hit this fucking Arizona game, lose, they lose the last game against the fucking Rangers. Fuck you, Kyle. That's what I'm going to about fuck you. That's what I'm trying to say
1: oh, I got a I got a football jinx in our NFL chat, and this guy is an Eagles fan. And every time he roots for us or says something, I just wish he was a fan of another team. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm like, They're out just, there. You just cursed us. He's like, don't worry, we're coming back. This is where the boys dig in. And I'm like, oh, we're going to lose by fucking yeah. damn." Yeah, <laughs> that's not,
0: that's not going to help us at all. Yeah, go Eagles. Okay, um, let, let's end this thing right now. Go Leafs, go. We love go you guys. Go. Thank you for listening. We know you got this. We're just making sure you know that we know. All right. Thanks I'm i happy. That's Bob <laughs> Walker.
1: All right. Peace, boys. See you go soon. Leafs go. Woo.
0: Fuck me, right? <laughs> oh, yeah.